Today on Podcast by the Bay, current City of Pacifica Mayor John Keener. Your listeners should be aware that that the city of Pacifica is um, is relatively poor, even though the community of Pacifica is certainly well off, as are virtually all of the communities in San Mateo County. And the reason is that we don't have any industry or um, uh, large retail. Discussing the current realities of Pacifica and his vision of the future to come. It's different enough from other cities, you know, in the county and on the peninsula that um, I would not favor uh, sort of more regionalization of government. All coming up on today's episode of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at HighwaySoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.Liberty-RealtyInvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And now, another Podcast by the Bay. Okay, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre. And this is Patrick. And welcome to another episode of Podcast by the Bay. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for downloading the show. And today, we're going to get back into our Mayor on the Peninsula series. And today, we're going to feature an exclusive interview with the Pacifica Mayor, John Keener. And so, Patrick, you were there. You met with John Keener. And so maybe you can kind of give the listeners a background of John Keener and really some of the highlights and, and, and really what's happening in Pacifica today. Okay, uh, let's start out. You know, I, I, it was a beautiful day in Pacifica, uh, and I had an opportunity to uh, uh, meet with John Keener at City Hall. I was there a few minutes early, and I think people have to take a look at the Pacifica, uh, the beauty that it has. The City Hall, when you walk into it, kind of you feel like you're going back into the 1940s and 1950s. It's an old house. Uh, that that is actually the city hall. They have the old typewriters in there, the old hallway. Um, it's really, really dated, and you actually step down, um, step down to uh, the basement where the city clerk is there, and then you have a, a little bit of an upper floor where the conference room, where the mayor and maybe the council people meet. Um, it was a very, very homey feeling. Um, and and I, I wish people could see that the city of Pacifica doesn't have a lot of money, so they don't have a big city hall. Uh, most most of the city halls on the peninsula have either been remodeled or redone. Pacifica doesn't have a lot of uh, commercial or retail or sales tax coming in because they don't have as much as the same industries as your Burlingame have and your San Mateo. Uh, their property taxes are going up just like everybody else's, but they're not quite as as high values as some of the other surrounding cities. So they struggle with a budget. They struggle with a budget. Um, you're going to hear John Keener. John Keener uh, was an engineer background, a very, very nice man to meet with. Um, he basically got involved. I asked him how he got involved in politics. And at one point there was a move to widen Highway 1. John was adamant about not widening Highway 1. And he went over and met as many of the people. The city of Pacifica has approximately 39,000 people. You have Edgemar, you have Sharp Park, you have Valleymar, Rockaway Beach, Pedro Point. You have Lindemar, you have Lindemar Valley. You have you have a lot of little areas in Pacifica. And if you've been around Pacifica, that's a lot of walking, a lot of hills. So John, um, to begin with, when he got involved in the political thing, was to prevent the widening of Highway 1. He was successful in preventing the widening of Highway 1. 
With that said, he is somewhat retired. Uh, he still lives in Pacifica. He's dedicated to Pacifica, and he's dedicated to preserving Pacifica the way it is. Pacifica is some somewhere around 12.6 square miles. So Pacifica is not really large, but it, as uh, we have your Rockaway Beach, we have a lot of gorgeous, gorgeous scenery around there, and also a lot of protected area too. So uh, the big thing in Pacifica right now, they're just hoping the old uh, water plant or sanitation plant, they're going to want to hopefully hook up with a hotel person to build a hotel out there. So with that said, I know some of the cities have been talking about occupancy tax. Uh, most of the cities anywhere from that have hotels right now, whether it's Foster City or Burlingame or Millbrae, charge an occupancy tax. Um, Pacific is hoping to capitalize on that and get some more revenue for their budget. Um, again, when you talk about the old-fashioned town hall and the people, uh, John was an honor to interview. I'm hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And remember, Pacific is a wonderful place to be in, wonderful place to experience. And it seems to be a relatively good place to bring the bring a family. Their issues on the coast are the similar ones that, <clears throat> that we have. Housing, transportation. Um, and again, um, it, it was a great opportunity to interview a good public servant. I asked him what it meant to be a public servant. And I hope you guys listen close. Yeah, that that all sounds great. I mean, Pacifica, I've, you know, when I was in my younger, early 20s, I was an avid surfer. And so I was always down in Pacifica, always down in on the coast there, Lindemar, like every every time there was a break. I mean, every time I could get out, I was out there. Um, I actually had a lot of friends, you know, uh, coming from Daly City and, 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 and going to Skyline there. I, I knew a lot of people uh, in Pacifica, I had a lot of friends and I, I played in some bands, uh, down in Pacifica. So I had a lot of connections down there. And so I've always admired Pacifica and, and really, really took it in its beauty. Like you mentioned, the, 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 the fact that it's right on the ocean, right on the coast. And there's, there's all these hills. And if you go up Sharp Park, there's all those kind of old military forts up there. They're the old missile base and stuff. And you can actually still go up there and walk around and, and there's all kind of, um, uh, you know, plaques about what happened with the old missile range and stuff. So it's really cool stuff and really fascinating history. I think the I used to go bike riding up there on a up by a, the the, um, the Pedro, you know, San Pedro Mountain up there. There's there were some really good trails up there. Even I think it was the the Boy Scout trail for any mountain bike enthusiasts out there. So yeah, there's some really good. Um, you know, uh, just natural surroundings and, and Pacific has just always been a good place. And and it really, I would say it has that homely community feel and so I, I i think it's really cool that we got uh pacifica featured on this episode and and uh you got to interview an exclusive interview with pacifica mayor john keener and uh so some of the listeners can actually understand what's happening on some of the the coastal cities and, and really what's happening because you know the peninsula is a, a lot of different uh it covers a lot of different square miles and there's a lot of different components so i think it's really cool that we're actually having an opportunity to feature that so with that we're going to go ahead and get to the john keener uh interview and uh if you have any questions if you have any feedback please reach out to us at podcast by the bay at gmail.com like us on facebook at uh, facebook.com slash podcast by the bay we're on itunes we're on stitcher podbean pocket casts really wherever you can get your podcast we are there so with that, we're going to go ahead and get to the interview. And uh, if you have any questions, please uh, send us an email. So with that, this is Andre. And this is Patrick. And we're going to go ahead and see you on the next time of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Welcome to Podcast by the Bay. It is Friday, the 16th of February, and I'm in the city of Pacific at City Hall. And I have the honor of interviewing John Keener. John Keener is the mayor uh, and John, why don't you give the podcast by the Bay a little background about yourself? Um, well, I've been on city council for you know three plus years, and you know I'm mayor now because uh, in Pacifica, as in most California cities, uh, the mayorship rotates, and it um, rotated to me this year, so. Uh, okay, so um, just just to clarify for the audience out there, when you mean rotate, you were vice mayor and then you became mayor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Does the council need to vote on that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you're going to be interested to find out that it doesn't always work that way on the peninsula. Um, uh, yes, I know. Yeah, we, we, we have some challenges in Millbrae, and we had some challenges in Foster City. Um, and San Bruno, as you know, elects their mayor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Why don't you give us a little background about you, John? What do you do professionally? Well, I'm retired now, but, um, you know, what I did for most of my life was uh, I was a research scientist, um, you know, sort of a biochemist, geneticist, molecular biologist. And uh, um, I did, you know, the bulk of my research uh, at UC Irvine. Oh, congratulations. Did you uh, work for a certain company? Uh, no. No, I, I worked for the university. Um, can you give us a, a little inroad? How did you get into politics? Ah, well, um, that's kind of interesting to me anyway. Uh, maybe your listeners will find it interesting. Um, there was a project, uh, and a controversial one in Pacifica, to widen Highway 1 for about a mile and a half. And uh, like I said, it was controversial, and I was on the, the no side, don't widen. And um, <clears throat> I canvassed to um, uh, get a bunch of signatures on a petition, uh, which was surprising enough to people that knew me. They, they just couldn't believe I was going door to door. It's just not, or at least it wasn't in my personality profile. But, um, and then later that spring, I, I sort of asked around um, uh, other people on the, on the no side of highway widening whether anybody was going to run for council because, you know, obviously I thought somebody should. And um, nobody, nobody spoke up. There, there wasn't anybody running uh, uh, that would represent our point of view. Okay. And so I decided to run, and I was just a complete unknown. Uh, nobody in town knew me. I'd been here, you know, um, probably six years at that point. And um, the reason I was elected was I went around and knocked on 7,000 doors. Well, congratulations. You know, I've worked on campaigns, so I know how hard it is to walk and, and in Pacific, you got a lot of hills here too. That's so right. I, I, that's I, right. I can Those... see that's keeping you in shape. So what, what year was that, John? Um, that was 2014. 2014. So that means you've been on the council for about four years? Um, just about. Just, just about, about four years. Yeah. Okay. Is and, there any term limits in Pacifica? Uh, there is. The, you're limited to two terms. And um, so I'm, I'm up, you know, for re-election um, this fall, and and I am going to run again. Well, congratulations. I was going to ask you that question, but of course you didn't <laughs> need to answer it. There may be somebody thinking of running against you, too. So how many seats will um, be up for election this year? Uh, three seats, and um, uh, one of them is occupied by Sue Degree, who is termed out, and so she, she can't run again. And the other is Mike O'Neill. Okay. Well, I know Sue uh, Veratis and, and also Miss um, Vatterloss. Vatterloss, yeah. Vatterloss. Yeah, yeah. Vatterloss. So I know them both. So uh, you've got some pretty good council people that you've worked with. Right. You know, right. so that, that's important. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, m some people have the misconception that, you know, the mayor is sort of the all powerful head of government. Uh, but in this system, uh, that's not true. It, the mayor is sort of, oh, I hate to use term, the figurehead. The, river, the ribbon cut person and yeah. the signature. Yeah. yeah. So you work collectively together as council to make decisions. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, um, you know, we're, we're nominally split three to two, uh, you know, say, um, pro-development versus environmentalists mm -hmm. or something vaguely like that. But on most things, we actually um, reach consensus. 
Well, that's, that's good. That's good to hear. Let's talk a little bit about community development and community developed projects. What's going on here in Pacifica that you could share with the audience? And that would be in regards to commercial and in regards to housing. Yeah. Um, in regards to housing, uh, there's not much. I mean, Pacifica, like most of the other cities in San Mateo County, is built out. And so it's just infill at this point. But, uh, for example, we just approved um, a six-unit uh, development along San Mateo Creek with, you know, mm-hmm. careful uh, setbacks for environmental reasons, you know, setbacks from the creek. Uh, we have another um, about 20 units um, uh, in the in progress, uh, it hasn't been fully permitted yet, but uh, I think it probably will be. Um, but the the exciting news for for us in in the city government is uh, uh, the hotel development, and that is going to take place. Uh, we can almost see it from here, not quite, mm-hmm. but it's. It's down that away. <laughs> okay, so it's real close to the ocean. It is on the ocean. It is on the ocean. How how many uh, units will that be for a hotel or motel in Pacifica? That'll be probably about 150 units. That's excellent. What is your occupancy tax? That you or do you currently have an occupancy tax? We do, and and that is key. That, okay, that's that's why uh, you know this is exciting to us. It's city owned property. Uh, it's a former wastewater plant, and uh, the uh, the TOT tax, the transient occupancy tax, is twelve percent in Pacifica. Wow, that's that's great. I know I, I, ours in Foster City is not quite as high as yours. I think I think we're at ten. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. But I think we're yeah. at ten percent. Well, that's great. That's going to bring more revenue in, in into Pacifica. That's awesome. It it will, and but of course it's. Um, at least four or five years away from from actually opening, but uh, um, you know the city has tried to develop this land for fifteen years, and it's just drawn a goose egg so far. Has it been environmental issues mainly? Uh, no, it's. Um, it's mainly been uh, sort of um, the will to move forward. Uh, the council has been divided. Uh, at one time, they had a developer that they thought was going to uh, um, work out. And, um, you know, when it came time to uh, pony up the money and, and uh, uh, check his bank statements and so on, he, he didn't have it. What stage is this at? You, you seem to be pretty sure that it's going to move forward. Um, yeah, uh, I, I am sure that it's going to be move forward. Um, um, it's, it's a little difficult for me to say. Okay, at this point, but you, this you're, point. you're just hoping and confident that it's going to get through the planning department and everything right, else and, right. and, the, and the, the council has a tentatively approved it subject to all of what the environmental reports and all that good stuff um, so not the environmental reports the, the council has tentatively approved this, this development and um, uh, but I think probably the main hurdle uh, in the future um, will be um, the Coastal Commission. Okay. And whether they, you know, um, have some special um, uh, consideration that they, they'll ask the, the developer for. Okay. Let's go back to housing for a moment. Um, some cities on the peninsula um, have a certain percentage, meaning uh, um, affordable housing, meaning maybe uh, 10% or 15%. Does Pacific have anything like that? Yes. Okay. It's, it's 15%. 15%. Yeah. Okay. And so not very many of, of our developments um, even cross that threshold. Okay. Right? But uh, the apartments uh, that I mentioned earlier on Fassler, for anybody that knows mm-hmm. Pacifica. Sure. Um, uh, do 
And um, the other thing that we have, and I think some cities have, is, is um, an in-lieu payment uh, where a developer can say, okay, I'll, I would like to, mm-hmm. you know, pay a fee instead of um, developing affordable housing. And we have that also. Um, you know, just my opinion is that that fee is probably a little low. Uh, and Can you share with the audience what that fee is? Well, it varies okay. depending, depending but, um, uh, but I do think it's low. And, uh, however, um, uh, a developer can request it, but, um, the city can insist, uh, that the developer, uh, go ahead and build the low income apartments. Okay. And we want to make a, a, a distinction here between low income apartments and affordable housing because well, they're two, dis- two different things. So, uh, low-income housing is subsidized housing or subsidized rent, meaning either federal government or city. Um, so when you when you say um, I, I don't think you meant low income, I think you meant yeah. Um, before. Is that correct? I yeah. just want to make sure, yeah. John. Yeah. Um, you you got to understand. I come from a residential real estate background too, right. so I kind of kind of right. want to make sure. One of the biggest population that is growing rapidly is the baby boomers. Um, what right. kind of what kind of senior housing do we have here in in Pacifica that's available for seniors? Uh, well, we have quite a bit. Um, uh, we have you know three or four complexes that um, um, you know are small apartments for seniors. One of them, one or two of them, uh, take uh, Section Eight vouchers, uh, and um, you know, I, what I don't know what else I can tell you, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's um, it's probably comparable to other cities, you know, as a percentage of uh, housing in the city. Okay, so you're not you're not. How many units do you think you have in Pacifica for seniors? Um, and I guess the seniors, when we use the definition of seniors, is that fifty five or over? Yeah. But, okay. But yeah. Yeah. But it it really in in these apartments it's sixty five or or seventy is um, there aren't very many fifty five year olds. No. Uh, I would say probably four or five hundred units. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of the buzzwords that's going around the peninsula a little bit, and I'm going to just use an example, and I just want to kind of get your feedback. It's called workforce housing. Yeah. With with the dynamic economy that we have right now, um, a lot of the school teachers and other workers in the Bay Area have been forced to move out of the, the Bay Area. Um, currently in Foster City, they have a project called the Saris Regis Project, which is currently zoned for commercial and retail use. Uh, the developer has entered into negotiating with the city of Foster City to make it uh, housing. And one of the buzzwords is workforce housing or a definition of workforce housing. And when we use the word workforce housing, sometimes the buzzwords come up police, fire, um, uh, teachers, uh, bankers. Uh, do you have any take on that? What's, what, what, what's your perspective, and is Pacific uh, um, engaged in any conversations like that? Yeah, um, it is. Um, not the city government, but the school district uh, is actively looking at uh, workforce housing for school district employees. And they can do that on school property. And in Pacifica, there are Quite a few old schools um, that have they've closed because of declining enrollment, and uh, so they want to take one of those and um, make it into workforce housing. And it's it's pretty far along, I think. Um, I think probably it'll uh, come for permits somewhere in the next year. It's it's my understanding, I guess, with school property from some experience in Foster City a little bit. 
um, that they they basically, as long as they follow the state and federal law, that, that really they're exempt from your city rules, um, even though they can come to you with, with a blessing, so to speak. Um, I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, so... Why don't you give me what you think um, the school district, obviously, with their interest would be the teachers. And I, I can't right. blame them. Um, would they be incorporating any anything else or would they be uh, developing their property specifically uh, for school teachers? Uh, for school teachers and other school employees. OK. I, I think they're um, limited in in what they can do. Well, I, I had uh, you know, I grew up in Daly City. Oh, um, so great. I'm very familiar with the peninsula. Um, and I had a passion, too, to see some housing. And um, I recently saw that 1500 Southgate, the old medical building, was up for sale. So being the advocate that I am, I thought that I would call somebody. Um, I mean, I won't mention names in the Board of Supervisors and find out because they have some money. Uh, and why not buy that? And why not write, build some workforce housing? Yeah. Um, but what I was pleasantly found out or surprised or not surprised um, is that the re- the message that I got back was, well, somebody has to find it and buy it and then we'll help you. Um, that that kind of government to me was a little disappointing because I saw a building where the doctors were exiting. Uh, and this is because of the Seton Hospital. And I saw a choice piece of property close to ceremony, close to everything and yet the county not willing to look outside of the box and say, maybe we should look at it because it was really a quarter area for transportation. Any thoughts about that? Um, well, I, I'm not familiar with the details of the project. I've heard of it. But um, um, the one thing I would say is that it takes a tremendous amount of money to purchase a property and possibly rehab it and so on. And so I know the county has some money uh, set aside for affordable housing, and they also have um, uh, a revenue stream uh, dedicated to it. But, um, you know, it may be that they feel that uh, they want to get more for their money uh, by uh, leveraging uh, uh, properties, uh, possibly with other partners. Well, you know, that that sounds good, John, but I'm not sure that's the answer. I, um, but I, well, I appreciate what you say there. Um, I, I, I'm not sure there is an answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a, you know, um, I wanted to go in a, into another area because you guys got a lot of press on it, and I just want to find out what the sentiment... Uh, Pacifica, for many, many, many years, was probably one of the most affordable places on the peninsula. Right. Um, and due to, due to the technology and the biotech and the increase on housing and the prices have just gone skyrocketing in every city. Right. Um, you guys were a little controversial on your rent control. Can you tell the listeners what's happening with your rent control and where is it at and is it working? Um, yes, well... Um it's not working because it uh, didn't pass. Okay. In a word, uh, it uh, it was on the ballot last November, and it didn't pass by quite a bit. Um, I think it was sixty-one to thirty-nine percent. Okay. So that was that was pretty much a resounding defeat, um, and you know I was sort of personally disappointed, but um, but you know I I think. You know, you you just can't argue uh, with the voters. You really can't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 <laughs> the good. voters have spoken. Yeah, that's good news because the <clears throat> majority of the people on the peninsula, um, for except maybe Mountain View, feel rent control is a no on uh, that it doesn't work. Now, uh, currently, most of the cities on the peninsula um, are, have, cha- or have turned their first time program over to Hart. Is specific at working with Hart? Uh, they are. And um, what do you mean by first-time program? Well, it, it, there used to be a program in most cities and counties, a first-time home buyer program, where um, a, a potential first-time home buyer would get in with three to five percent down. And what would oh, happen? Yeah. What would happen is they would go out, and they, the uh, county or the city 
would partner with a lender and they would do a second. Um, based on my experience in the, in the last little crash that we had in 2007, 2008, some of that first-time homebuyer stock that was designed first went to foreclosure. Uh, and as a result, the city was, most cities were not in a position to buy it back. Yeah. Uh, and then it went on the open market. What's your answer to uh, the housing thing? Do you, do, you, do you think there's, if you had a magic wand, how do you think you could improve uh, the housing <laughs> stock? One example that you, you brought, which I appreciate, was the uh, uh, school campus um, housing. Um, as you know, uh, College of San Mateo, Kenyatta, um, have all developed housing. Okay, right. and they've developed it on campus, very similar but different than Stanford University has had it for many, many years. Yeah, and and the school district um, is modeling their workforce housing on the Kenyatta model. So Kenyatta was really a, a breakthrough uh, for uh, the county and and for the state. I think uh, it was it was really uh, one of the first. Um, uh, so I, I think first of all, um, your listeners should be aware that, that the city of Pacifica is, um, is relatively poor, even though the community of Pacifica is certainly well off as are virtually all of the communities in San Mateo County. And the reason is that we don't have any industry or um, uh, large retail to speak of. You don't have any biotech or... Exactly. Uh, yeah, you don't exactly. have any biotech. Do you think there's a way to lure them into Pacifica? Um, I sort of doubt it. Um, and I sort of doubt whether whether Pacifica residents want that, you know. Um, but what that means for the present is that... Um, that we are a lean organization, uh, really lean, and you know we can't get much leaner. I don't think. Well, let's and talk. And I don't. So that um, that means um, no no funds directly from us uh, will go toward uh, affordable housing. Okay, uh, let's talk about something that um, it is a problem for all cities, um, and that's the retirement uh, in the in the retirement. How are you guys doing with that? Some of I know the state recommends that you're able to put so much money aside yeah. uh, for the PERS or the retirement uh, program that you have. Is Pacifica still keeping with that? Uh, they are. Um, we uh, set aside the minimum amount. Uh, uh, so uh, we have significant unfunded liability, as it's called. And, uh, but, uh, it's, we're not in as bad a position as, um, you know, a few other cities on the peninsula that, uh, that I won't name, mm -hmm. but, um, there are some, some, some places that, uh, really a significant portion of their, um, general fund goes toward, uh, PERS and, um, ours, um, Ours is not as significant. It's probably about 7%. Okay, I got a kind of interesting question for you. You know, I'm sitting out here as a business owner, um, a realtor, a teacher, and I'm looking at all the build out on the peninsula. Yeah. One of the things that strikes me um, is that the build out is as a result of the economy, most definitely, right. but also uh, it's an opportunity for city government to bring in more money in the coffers. Um, but with that said, a kind of two-part question here. I'm concerned about the environmental impact reports, which seem to be pretty skewed way back, maybe 30 or 40 years, and that is the occupancy of how many people may live in a one-bedroom. Um, as a result, we're building more density. And as a result of building more density, you would think we're going to need more police and fire, but to the contrary... We're hiring less police and fire, and we're consolidating, which makes sense. So where's your mind at that? What do you think? Well, um, traditionally, um, as you add housing, 
you, of course, gain uh, property tax from that housing. Uh, and the, the traditional thinking is that um, uh, the police and fire and, and city services uh, offset that so that you have really no net gain. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's true. Um, well, in comparison in most cities, and I think this is pretty accurate, and you correct me if it's not, about 75% of your general operating expense in most cities is police and fire. Uh, it's about 50% in ours. And it's yours 50%, so you've been yeah. a little bit leaner than most of them. I, apparently. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I haven't uh, examined... Uh, other cities' budgets as closely as, as okay. ours. Now, do sure. you think the consolidation that you're seeing on the in San Mateo County with police and fire, you know, Foster City merged San Mateo, Belmont, and Foster City, and then you had the consolidating of the sheriff's department and stuff like that. I know Pacifica is very unique, like Burlingame and Foster City. You still have an independent police department. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, several years ago, there was um, uh, movement afoot to investigate whether uh, it would be we would have you know substantial savings by consolidating with the uh, county sheriff's department, and um, the results were murky to say the least. Okay, okay, but um, but the the public. Uh, appeared not to want that. And so um, it would have to be a sort of situation where uh, we could show definitely that there were substantial savings and then put it to the public and probably uh, um, put it to a public vote. Well, I, that's confidence with the voters, and I congratulate Pacifica for you know continuing on to run as a city uh, with their own police and their own fire, and that's 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 great. Well, our fire department, um, we are um, in a joint powers authority okay. with Daly City and Brisbane. Excellent, congratulations! I know in, in in Foster City many many years ago, almost twenty years ago, no one wanted to hear that buzzword. They didn't want to consolidate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is kind of the bigger question. What do you think of regional government? Do you you think that uh, we're at, we're at a point uh, that we're going to see more regional government? Um, well, I I, I think uh, in some sense we already are. Uh, the MTC uh, would be the candidate for mm -hmm. being the regional government. Uh, that's the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. Um, and I think they're, they're really good for transportation issues. Um, but I think, uh, a, a small town like Pacifica, uh, it's population 37,000, it's by the ocean, it's residential. Um, it's different enough from other cities you know, in the county and on the peninsula, that um, I would not favor uh, sort of more regionalization of government. Okay, that, that dovetails right into my next question, and that's transportation. What is Pacifica doing um, about the current situation, traffic? As we all realize there's some extended arms out there on the peninsula, Facebook is working with the city of um, Menlo Park and trying to look at the Dumbarton Bridge as a, as a thing. What is Pacifica doing? Some cities have shared rides. Uh, we had right. it, We had in San Mateo in a Pacifica, or not Pacifica, I mean San Mateo in Foster City, we were working with an organization called Scoop, uh, which was, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, and both cities, uh, to my knowledge, have disbanded working with Scoop, and that was that was subsidized um, carpooling. Right, and um, that is ongoing, actually, uh, That by the county. The county is subsidizing that now, and uh, Foster City is uh, number one <laughs> uh, in uh, people uh, using that uh, subsidy. So it's uh, a subsidy of 
two bucks for the uh, rider and two bucks for the driver. Uh, for for uh, commute trips that either originate in San Mateo County or terminate. So, you know, either commuting to or from work. So are you guys using it in Pacifica, do you think, or is there any accountability for it? Um, we are not using it much, and that is uh, disappointing to me. Uh, I think it's a matter of, um, uh, you know, getting the word out on that. Um because uh, obviously we, you know, people commute from here to uh, the Bayside, to Genentech, for instance, or to San Francisco. And um, I've seen um, uh, sort of uh, cries of why, we, why don't we have something like this? And... Um, so I think it's it's just a matter of lack of publicity for it. But okay. it, it is uh, Pacifica uh, has not taken advantage of this uh, subsidized program yet. And well, you know, I'm going to kind of enlighten. Um, I was kind of enlightened by one of the mayors, um, and he told me, and I again, I haven't verified it. He actually told me that Sam Tram's ridership is down. Uh, that's that's what I've heard too. Now. With that said, we, we kind of talked a little bit and we thought about it, why it was down. Probably most of your Facebook and your Apple and your biotech, there's a lot of shuttles going on back right. and forth. And pretty much you're not going to find um, uh, the gen generation riding on a bus that doesn't have wireless and doesn't have a lot of the perks that they're used to. So well, the real perk is that um, it picks them up near their home and takes them all the way to work. There's there's no, you know, last mile or last quarter mile for for a rider to have to deal with, you know, that they, you know, the bus lets them off some distance from work. So mm -hmm. uh, um, that's the convenience is good. The convenience and. Um, they run frequently. Um, they're equivalent to express buses in that they don't stop in the meantime, you know, along the way. They they only have one or two stops, you know, wherever the destination is in the up in San Francisco or uh, wherever. So I think the people in Pacific, have some of the ones that work out in the Valley or in San Francisco are probably using that. And we, we probably, or Pacifica wouldn't know the city. Um, I don't think so. Uh, they're not using the buses. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there are van pools. Uh, my wife drives in the van pool for Genentech. Oh, but, wow. Um, but they are not widely used. So it is still, um, you know, about 75% of the cars uh, during uh, um, commute hours are single family, single driver cars we haven't this brings up a question I, I i think you were pretty clear that that you didn't believe in uh regional government yeah and i i just want to kind of see what your point of view would be uh we don't have a transit district in in san mateo county we have an association but we independently meaning sam trams bart uh, they're all fighting for the same tax dollar and that same tax dollar, in other words, there's subsidies from the state or federal government. It's about ridership. So my, my, my thinking is that we, we have a regional problem here. Um, and we're also noticing that some of the, like Facebook and maybe some of the other ones, hopefully Apple and Google, will all step up to the plate that we need to consolidate. The only thing that I'm aware of on the peninsula, for except what we're talking about, the commute.org, um, is the Clipper card. Um, right. But overall, our transportation system is not connected, nor is it working ef efficiently. Um, and, 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 and I think we bring, bring up the, the, the most important point that you just said. 75% of the people on the road are single drivers. Right. What, what, what's your idea of how we could improve that? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if I had an idea, um, you know. It, I'd, I'd be rich, I suppose. <laughs> um, it's difficult. Um, one, one thought that I've had, and I'm sure others have had it too, 
is that over the longer term, um, we'll probably have um, self-driving cars, and um, those may actually prove to be um, carpooling vehicles. In other words, they can pick up one, two, or three people and then drive up to the city or drive over the hill or, or whatever. And that, that may actually be um, the, the sort of breakthrough that we've been looking for. But that's, you know, five or ten years away at least. Um, so in the meantime, um, I think, you know, it looks like we're just going to have to endure uh, what we've got now. Um, obviously, um, uh, I, well, the transit districts, um, you know, are probably not going to merge just because of uh, the amount of red tape it would take, uh, you know, in the way. Uh, it's it's just not in the cards. Well, on behalf of Podcast by the Bay, first of all, I want to thank you for serving as mayor and also for being a public servant. But before we leave, I want to find out what your vision, or what what have you what have, what is your greatest accomplishment in Pacifica, and what would you like to see happen in the next five to ten years in Pacifica? The main thing in Pacifica is um, sort of the equivalent of keeping the lights on. It's it's. Uh, delivering a balanced budget every year, that sort of business, you know, fiscal responsibility, because we have so little uh, money to uh, to deal with here. Uh, we're we're so tight, and so that uh, you know, my vision for the future is is that you know, keep balancing the budget. Uh, maybe uh, provide for some reserve funds, um, um, uh, get some funding for um, uh, projects to um, shore up our bluffs. So we haven't mentioned that at all, um, the, the sea level rise okay. thing. Uh, uh, and even though we don't have much sea level rise so far, uh, every time we have a severe winter, and um, those are supposedly coming, becoming more severe uh, because of climate change, uh, every time we have a severe winter, uh, we lose some of our bluffs, our seawall gets damaged, that sort of thing. Well, I'm going to be interviewing later today uh, Supervisor Dave Pine, and I think he's on that same page with you, too, and I yep. know you've been he following is. Dave. So. Yeah. Wow, those are two great things, and congratulations for Pacific uh, surviving, balancing their budget, enduring. Uh, we, we would always like to see more housing and better transportation, but again, you're doing a great job, well, and thanks thank for you. serving.
All right. Well, thanks for that beautiful rendition for the song entitled Insensitez from our friend, uh, the artist known as Shulka. And uh, also featured on that was uh, Eralisa from the band Lovely Heathen. So check out Shulka, www.shulka.net. That's S-H-U-L-K-A dot net. And remember, he has a big art show coming up on April 21st and April 22nd at the Hunter's Point Shipyards Open Studios from 11 uh, a.m. to 5 p.m., I believe it is. And it's in uh, Building 115 on the second floor. All right, check it out. And uh, we'll catch you on the next time of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at HighwaySoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realtyinvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. All material is property and copyrighted by Podcast by the Bay, but does not necessarily reflect the views of Podcast by the Bay. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us by email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Stay tuned.